Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be His kingdom. Now and Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open. All desires known and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, in Christ you have revealed your glory among the nations. Preserve the works of your mercy that your church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from Exodus. Why should the Egyptians say, With evil intent did he bring them forth, to slay them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth? 
Turn from thy fierce wrath, and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou didst swear by thine own self, and didst say to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do to his people. And Moses turned and went down from the mountain with the two tables of the testimony in his hands, tables that were written on both sides, on the one side and on the other were they written. And the tables were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God, graven upon the tables. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. But he said, It is not the sound of shouting for victory, or the sound of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing that I hear. And as soon as he came near the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing. Moses' anger burned hot, and he threw the tables out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf which they had made and burnt it with fire, and ground it to powder, and scattered it upon the water, and made the people of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought a great sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people, that they are set on evil. For they say to me, Make us gods, who shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of Egypt, the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. The word of the Lord. Oh, my God. 
A reading from 1 Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for you all, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brethren, beloved by God, that he has chosen you. For our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you received the word in much affliction, with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us what a welcome we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. The word of the Lord. be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. The Pharisees went and took counsel how to entangle Jesus in his talk. And they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully and care for no man. For you do not regard the position of men. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the money for the tax. And they brought him a coin. And Jesus said to them, 
whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard it, they marveled, and they left him and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Today, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, let us speak of great and noble things. Let us speak of the benefits, the effect of the Christian life on culture, of Christian faith on the world. Let us do so, however, through unlikely avenues. Let us do so on the pitch of rugby and through tales of warriors and gladiators. Now, I'm sure very few of you are aware of this, but the planet is in the midst of of the Rugby World Cup. The Rugby World Cup occurs every four years and has fast become one of the largest international sporting events in the world. It rivals things like the Olympics. And like the Olympics, there are national teams. One country plays another country. And during the time of the World Cup, national pride swells. Entire nations rise in support of the boys. Now, one unique aspect of rugby, perhaps unique, is that many teams have traditions that they keep pre-game, rituals. Some of the traditions or rituals serve to psych out their opponents, others to rouse the crowd to garner support. Now, the New Zealand national team, the All Blacks, perform a traditional native Maori tribe war dance, and it is something to see. A sight to behold. It does so much to pump up the crowd and also is extremely intimidating to opponents. The team who is of interest to us this morning is the Wales Dragons. They have a team anthem and ritual unlike any other team I know of. Before the start of a game or at the end of the game or sometimes when their team scores... They break into song, but not just any song, mind you. They break into a hymn, and a specific hymn, Bread of Heaven, that the entrance hymn we sang this morning. Now, I've never seen it for myself. It's on my list of things to do before I die. But I'm told that the Welch people breaking into song, Bread of Heaven, is a sight and a sound that moves even the hardest man to tears. Hundreds of thousands of fans joining in 
and singing, I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. The Welch call on the name and the power of God Almighty on the field of rugby. Their song is a thousands, a nation strong prayer to God. No other team has as their song the practice or practice the singing of hymns. So, why do the Welch have a practice unlike any other team? I propose a thesis this morning, brethren and sistren, that it's because of the deposit of Christian faith and the influence of Christianity in the nation of Wales that they have as a part of their fabric the Christian ideal. Now, Wales is a tiny nation to the west of England on the island of Great Britain. Christianity arrived in Wales like it did many other places during the Roman occupation. It arrived very soon after the event of Pentecost. But it wasn't until around 500 AD, the beginning of the age of the saints, they say, that Christianity gained a foothold, a strong foothold, became the foundation and backbone of the culture of Wales. It became the backbone and foundation through the establishment of monasteries. Now, these monasteries, places where monks and nuns lived, helped found parish churches in each village, but they also kept great and massive libraries. Much of our knowledge of the ancient world is due to the monks of Wales and of Ireland recording and keeping the history of the world. In times of great invasions, barbarous people, they preserved the history of the world. Now these monasteries and parishes did much more. They were also centers of learning and education. They were the first hospitals, the first places of medical learning, places where art and music were allowed to flourish, promoted. The first places that stood to aid the poor, the widow, and the orphan. Through feast and famine, through war and invasion, through plague and pestilence, these monasteries and parish churches kept alive faith and history, education, learning, medicine, the art of healing, art and music, all the while caring for the least among them. Now, not only did the Welch keep these things, but they spread them, took them with them throughout Europe, North America, the wide world. So to this very day, there is enough of that foundation, I argue, there's enough of that backbone to cause the Welch people as a whole to break into prayerful games, prayerful hymns during rugby games. To identify themselves collectively as a Christian nation. A people who call on the name of God in the worst of times. A people who call on the name of God during sport and recreation. And all of this is due to the deposit of faith planted at the beginning of the reign of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now on to warriors and gladiators. This morning, we're privileged enough to begin the epistle of St. Paul to the church in Thessaloniki. The church in Thessaloniki is a Cinderella story, if there ever was one. It's also a major center of the Christian faith and a seabed of Christianity. For those of you keeping score, Thessaloniki is a port city on the coast of northern Greece, founded around... 315 B.C. 
Paul, Timothy, and Silas, or Silvanus, found the church in Thessaloniki sometime around 50 AD, very early on. The three missionaries had been in Philippi planting a church, but because of threats to life and extremely difficult and dangerous times they're having there, Paul, Silas, and Timothy leave under the cover of night and walk a hundred or so miles to Thessaloniki. Once there, Paul preaches to whomever will listen. Within three weeks, within three weeks, Paul has started a church. Now that's a miraculous event in and of itself, but the byproduct of starting this church in three weeks is he also causes a riot. He causes a riot among the Jewish population mainly because of the success of his preaching and the church planning. So Paul is only in Thessaloniki for three weeks before being run out of town, but yet an infant church is born. Against all odds, a seed is planted and a seed sprouts. Now, fast forward a couple hundred years to 313 AD, and we begin to see the fruit of Paul's labor. A cathedral church is consecrated in Thessaloniki. The church takes for its name the church of St. Demetrius. St. Demetrius, the man, hails from a noble family in Thessaloniki. Through his noble ancestry, in his own ability, through his own virtue, Demetrius rises to a very high military position under Galerius Maximin. Now, Galerius is the Caesar, the emperor of the eastern part of the Roman Empire. When it was so large, it needed two rulers. Now, despite Demetrius' very important position in the military in a pagan Roman Empire, Demetrius remains steadfast in the Christian faith and practice. And while remaining steadfast to the Christian faith and practice, he does a tremendous amount to encourage other Christians to endure persecution. And he even brought many of his brethren, many pagans, to the Christian faith. St. Demetrius gained an eternal place in the church through these things, but the event we remember him for takes place like this. Galatian returns one day from a great and dread war campaign to Thessaloniki, his capital city. And he holds great pagan games and he offers great pagan sacrifices to celebrate his military triumph. Now, during these games and rituals that Galatius is putting forth, Demetrius begins to be talked about by the other pagans in the military, begins to be denounced. The pagans, envious of his success, they do such a good job, Demetrius is thrown into prison for his faith. Now, while in prison, Demetrius is visited by a young Christian by the name of Nestor. And I'm sure we'll all remember Nestor when we go to our parties and gatherings later and talk about him. But this young man named Nestor comes to Demetrius and asks him for a blessing that he may engage in a combat, a gladiator's match, as it were, with a giant of a man named Leo. Now, Leo is the poster boy, the poster child of paganism. So small Nestor, giant Leo, we see a match of David and Goliath again. Demetrios gives his blessing. Nestor, against all odds, guess what? Dispatches Leo in the gladiator's ring. Now, this enrages the emperor because this little man, Nestor, has bested the poster boy for paganism. 
And he gets even more enraged when he learns that it had occurred with Demetrios' aid and with his blessing. So the first thing he does is have the gladiator Nestor beheaded outside the city. Then he has Demetrios taken up into public and impaled with spears. The legend of Demetrios. So this legend and this witness strengthens the Christian church in Thessaloniki as they fight invasions and they face trials and tribulations through the years. They remember the strength and the courage of Demetrius and Nestor. Our brothers and sisters, that same cathedral stands today. It's had a rough history though. The cathedral of St. Demetrios was taken over by Muslims in the 1400s, not returned to Christianity until 1912, But the church in Thessaloniki remained. Without building, they remained. Now in 1917, they were suffered the most recent of seven fires. Was not reopened until 1942. But like I said, through the invasions, through the fires, through the pillaging, the plundering, the Christian community remained in Thessaloniki, remained a force and an influence. So it might sound dire and grim, but I want to propose a few things for you to consider. Several very important saints, people, brethren, have come out of the community of Thessaloniki. Two of the most important missionaries, or famous missionaries, at that. Cyril and Methodius. Another party names you can throw around, but Cyril and Methodius were brothers who are credited with evangelizing most of the continent of Eastern Europe. Brothers who worked hard to deposit the Christian faith, who influenced, impacted an entire continent. Now in the medieval period, the church in Thessaloniki produced St. Gregory Palamas. He was a very refined, powerful thinker who defended the church in the Middle Ages from some great and terrible heresies. We still study him today. We still learn from his writings today. So think for a moment how many lives were brought to Jesus Christ through the efforts of the deposit of faith in Thessaloniki. Think about how much one church contributed to the world around her. Think for a moment the timeless witness the church in Thessaloniki has borne. How she has taught perseverance, patience, endurance to the millions who have come through her church doors through the centuries, who have entered into her community. Think about the fact that one man spending just three weeks preaching the good news of God and Jesus Christ brought about a shift in an entire continent and bore a timeless monument to the goodness and mercy of God. Against all odds, against the world, the Cathedral Church of St. Demetrius in Thessaloniki still to this day bears witness to the truth of Jesus Christ, still brings the world, still brings lost souls to the knowledge and love of God, still raises her children up to know and love Christ. It's a powerful thing. Now, we have spoken of gladiators and warriors and the pitch of rugby. And I won't speak about rugby with you for probably another four years until the Rugby World Cup comes around again. So, you're free now. But with these things in mind, brethren, sistren, let us consider our own parish church of St. John. An infant, to a mere infant, 
compared to the two millennia these two other communities of faith have stood. Things for us to consider. What will our contribution be to the deposit of Christian faith in our own land? When history turns its eye on us, will we be remembered as a community that produced great missionaries? Will we be remembered as a community that gave to the world great educators, scientists, doctors? Will we be remembered as ones who persevered through trial and tribulation? Ones who preserved the great artistic and musical contributions to the world? Will we be, will we be remembered as ones who kept and spread the faith in a hostile world? Will we be remembered as ones who were kind to the poor, to the orphan, and to the widow? Will we, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, be the cause one day of an entire nation rising to song and prayer and in praise? Will we be the cause of that which brings even the hardest heart to joy? As the world around us falters and shakes and stands in fear of collapse, remember and be encouraged by the example of the church in Wales and in Thessaloniki for facing all dangers and the worst of famines. They did not neglect or forget the faith contained in their churches. They saw them rather as the only hope for the life of the world. Perhaps we would do well to think about the same. For in their centuries of witness, they have given hope upon hope to the world around them. And let us pray that in our own life and with our own community, we may be blessed to do the same. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God, the Father.
prayers of the people are found on page 9, kneeling. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Duncan, our bishop, Jeffrey, our priest, and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Barack, our president, Haley, our governor, and Melvin, our mayor, and for all the leaders of the nation, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the county of Jones, the city of Laurel, and for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Erica Adams, Dewey Blackledge, Beth Boykin, Luca Soraldo, Sylvia Ellis, Bonnie Gardner, Clemente Avanel, Leroy Jensen, Alex Carras, Betty Killen, Mary Lou Lott, Mitch Malden, Randy Mutters, Jean Miller, Austin Morgan, Cherie Parrish, Catherine Rich, Ashley Rogers, <clears throat> Reverend Nate Brew, Casey Smith, Wendy Sneed, Henry Temple, John Todd, Kitty Wagaspak, and Cherie Cheryl Waldrop. And for those who suffer from chronic illnesses, and for those we now name. Let us pray to the Lord. For those celebrating his birthdays this week, especially Brittany Anderson, Hannah Fontaine, Linda Howard, Randy Jackson, Leroy Jensen, and Keith Rushing. And for those celebrating anniversaries, let us pray to the Lord. For those with child, especially Allison Albritton, Jessica Dees, Maggie Farrell, Karen Fitzgerald, Elizabeth Hancock, Elizabeth Lindsay, Lauren Kilman, Jennifer Malone, Vanessa Rustin, and Casey Gibbs Whitson, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. <clears throat> for the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died, especially Tim Dennis, in hope of resurrection, let us pray to the Lord. 
for the deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation. Let us pray to the Lord. For the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazar, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Buthler, Melissa Kleckler, Jay Halloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamalo, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, R.P. Powell, Howard Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vinson, Kerry Walker, James Warner, Mark Waters, Wyatt Welch, and Joshua Yarborough. And for those men and women who bravely fought and gallantly died for their country. Let us pray to the Lord. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. 
that we may end our lives in faith and hope without suffering and without reproach. Let us pray to the Lord. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of our ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our lives to Christ our Lord. To thee, O Lord, our God. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give us grace, we beseech Thee, to walk worthy of Thee, so as to be pleasing in Thy sight, that being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of Thee, we may be made meet at last to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. Good morning, everyone, uh, and welcome, uh, welcome to St. John's on this crisp fall morning. Oh, y'all may be seated. Uh, on this crisp fall morning, uh, to begin with, it is a privilege and a pleasure uh, to announce some special guests that are here with us today. Dr. Ronald Bishop, who is Department Head of Religion and Philosophy at Jones County Junior College. Did I get that right, Dr. Bishop? So, uh, and he, he brought a class of students with him, uh, I guess, to explore or experience dif- different manifestations of the Christian faith. Uh, so please, please give them the warmest St. John's welcome and thank them for coming today. So again, it's wonderful to have you here with us, guys. So welcome. Um, a few things coming up this week. Uh, we'll have uh, tonight, I guess I'll go ahead and explain this. T- tonight, uh, the confirmation class that was scheduled for four PM is canceled. However, we're still we're uh, we're still having EYC. Uh, as most of you know now, <laughs> Floral, such a you know the way the coconut telegraph works. Uh, my wife Catherine was admitted 
into the hospital yesterday afternoon um, for testing. She's been having, since Friday night, um, episodes, spells, uh, syncopes, I, I guess is the correct term, and they don't know what's going on, but uh, it was severe enough to where uh, the doctors felt that she needed to be admitted for testing. So I don't really, can't tell you at all what is wrong with her. She just keeps having spells where uh, her blood pressure, I think, goes really low or uh, she becomes confused and, and unable to speak and uh, there's some pain and other things involved with that, but she's uh, in good hands here. So uh, thank you all very much for your concern and your prayers. And as soon as I know anything or we know anything, I'll email, you know, keep, keep you all up to date. Y'all have been so gracious and loving uh, to me and Catherine through that. So thank you all. And we do covet your prayers. Uh, but as of now, there's nothing life-threatening or, or serious. We're just trying to figure out what's going on. So that's, that's that. So that will take, keep me away from confirmation class this evening. Uh, but EYC, Melanie, and Rick are still going to do that, so that will go on undaunted. Um, as a reminder, the next, uh, the next uh, official baptismal date is All Saints Sunday, November the 6th. So if you or someone you know um, is interested in the sacrament of baptism, uh, please contact the church office. Uh, don't forget uh, All Hallows' Eve is coming up. On that Saturday night of, of, of Hallows' Tide, we'll have uh, the St. John's Wine Tasting and Silent Auction. Uh, we still have tickets to sell, so if you know anyone uh, who would like to go or would like to help sell tickets, uh, call the parish office. And then, uh, as is our tradition, we will gather here at St. John's on that Monday night, October 31st, uh, as a group. And there will be a short um, All Hallows' Eve service um, and then a blessing. And then we'll go as a group down Historic 6th Avenue to, to, to trick-or-treat. Um, so please mark your calendar for that. And I think that is all that is pressing and coming up. Our Tuesday morning Bible studies will begin this week. We finished Revelation, so uh, we'll begin this week studying the Didache, which is a very early Christian document, and we'll explore it within the context of the light Christian faith and practice within a parish church. Um, so that's it. So again, everyone, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord. Up. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I almost forgot. Well, yes, so, so that was too quick, Jennifer. Uh, this morning, we also have one of our vestry members, Miss Laura Prince. Well, my head wasn't with me. Uh, who, who will, who's going to share with us uh, during the fall? We always do this. Uh, she'll have a spiritual reflection on her life at St. John's um, and within it. So, Laura, uh, you've. Um. Thank you all for letting me come and, and give you a few minutes of your time, or take a few minutes of your time, I'm sorry, but um, Jennifer and Jeff asked me to come and speak to um, you all about what St. John's means to me, and um, I think in order for you to understand that or for me to do a very good job of that, you may need to know a little bit about my journey to get here. Um, I am a cradle Episcopalian, as my mother and my grandmother were before me. I grew up in the church. Um, EYC was a common, you know, Sunday afternoon occurrence for me. In college, I was the counselor at summer camp and all of the traditional things that we, we all enjoy doing as we grow up. My father, um, as I entered high school, announced that he had received a calling to the priesthood, and so we moved to Suwannee, Tennessee, and I spent my high school years on the Holy Mountain and... Um, at an Episcopal boarding school, which obviously, again, indoctrinated me a bit further into the Episcopal Church. <laughs> um, and so it's been a huge part of my life from, from the very beginning. 
Unfortunately, through the tragedy of my father's death by suicide, I was a little bit lost and and for several years was away from the church and missed it greatly. Um, Five years ago, fortunately for me, I met Robbie Prince, who, because he and my daughter Emma Kate talked me into marrying him, brought me to Jones County. (laughs) She takes great credit for that, so I'll have to give her that. Um, We agreed that we needed to find a church home, and we, we started to look for one. And we visited several other churches in this community and in this county, and you know, Robbie grew up as a good Baptist, Southern Baptist boy, and so I, I tried. I really did. I tried. <clears throat> Lost as I was in the Baptist church, I went for, for a month or so, and neither of us really felt like it was home. Um, and so, because Robbie is a, a good, good and loving man, he, he actually found St. John's and brought us here. Um, about three years ago now. And from the very first day that we came here, we felt tremendous love and acceptance by each and every person here. And we felt like this was truly our church home. And it also allowed me to come back to the religion that I hold so dear and to be comfortable And to feel at the end of the day when I leave this place that I have truly been touched by the people here and by the presence that is in this place. I don't know if you all appreciate just how important it is or what this place does for our community. Um, You know, we we kind of are the the religion that nobody understands or that that we don't all understand or don't know why we do what we do. Um, you know, we're, we're not Catholic, we're kind of Catholic light, and, you know, we don't always understand what that means. But the reality is, this place does a tremendous amount for this community, and for each and every one of us, or I can speak for myself and my family, and I appreciate it very much. I love to see Thomas run down the aisle at the end of the day to greet his dad. My son used to do that to my father, and so it brings back very fond memories for me. I really appreciate you all letting me come and talk to you and let you know how much we have here. Please appreciate it and understand we don't like to talk about money or plant giving or all those taboo subjects that we as Episcopalians just don't like to talk about. (laughs) But the reality is it takes that to make this place grow. And in the three years that I've been here, I've seen tremendous growth in in this parish community. And through that growth, we've continued to be a loving, caring group of people who, who take care of each other and who, who really do want this place to be here forever. And in doing that, we have to take care of each other. We need to take care of Jeff and Catherine. We forget about them sometimes. I know. I'm, I'm the daughter of a priest. <laughs> it's, it's a hard thing to be. But please understand Everybody here has a role to play, and everybody here has a gift to give. And I appreciate you all letting me come and talk to you. I appreciate you all allowing me to be a member of the vestry of this parish. Um, That's a tremendous honor for me. 
And I hope that you all continue to make this place as successful and amazing as it always has been since the day that I came. Thank you. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name, bring offerings, and come into his courts.
please stand? All things come of Thee, O Lord, and of Thine own have we given Thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for His many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for the deposit of faith given to the local Christian churches. May this parish shine and make a positive and lasting impact on this community. May our people prosper, increase in faith and love of you. We also this day offer prayers for Jones County Junior College, for its students and teachers, that it may be an educate, a center of godly learning. May your blessing and protection be upon all those who enter through those doors. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. <clears throat> the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing Always and everywhere to give thanks to you Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth For you are the source of light and life You've made us in your image And called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And we celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling His death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in Him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ. By Him and with Him and in Him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done,
us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. In the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen.
The Lord be with you. The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.